Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 492. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, I've got Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hi. This week on the show, we'll be uh, taking a look at Saul 10, which is out now on VOD platforms. We'll also be going over some more we've been watching on the watch list and new releases in theaters, VOD, and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, the new Save by the 90s should be dropping very soon. The edit is done, so it'll, it should be coming out this week. Uh, as I mentioned previously, the, the, the theme for this month is made-for-TV horror movies, and uh, it, we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. One of the movies that we discussed is Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. Do you remember how huge the whole Alien Autopsy thing was? back then when we were kids of course I mean it was like a phenomenon and uh, we get into that uh, is it fact it's fact no it is not fact I'm sorry to say it is is not fact come on Uh, but if you do want to watch it that's on Tubi in fact yeah (laughs) most of the movies that we watched for uh, this month Say by the 90s are on Tubi so yeah I got I would imagine that that uh, Two Piece Library, that movie was it had to be like one of the first seven movies in that library. It had to be. I feel like it. I feel like you're right on that. Like I, it, it, it was there. It was there at the ground floor. I, that definitely seems like it would be one. So stay tuned for that. Let's go ahead and get into our review. Uh, we're talking about Saul Ten. This is directed by Kevin Great Grutert. Uh, I have a synopsis here. A sick and desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Uh, I feel like that gives a little bit too much away about the setup of this movie. That gives everything away. There's not much going on in this movie. I don't understand why. I feel like that's like a huge... They shouldn't have done that, I don't think. Um, anyway, the interesting thing about talking about this this movie is that you you saw the first Saul, right? No, I haven't seen any Saul. Oh, you didn't see any of the Saul movies? None of them. So this is a really interesting one to come into the series on. I'm uh, coming in at 10. You're coming right? in at the 10th one, yeah. This is 10. Well, the interesting thing, though, is that if you're looking at the chronology, like if you're looking at the timeline, this is actually it's, towards the beginning. So this is uh, yeah. this is this is like the new number two or like a one point five. Yeah, right? basically. So like technically the movie Jigsaw, which came out in 2017, that happened before the first Saw. So it'd be oh, okay, like okay. so it'd be like Jigsaw. Then saw, then saw ten, then saw two. Okay. Gotcha. So, so this is like two or two and a half. Yeah. So it, three. It, yeah, three sort of, I guess. What? Whatever. Doesn't it, matter. It, either way, it's interesting that you're coming into the franchise. Is it with this one? I think it's. I think it's interesting because most people, I think, saw at least a few of them before. Okay. Yeah, at least the first not, one. Not interesting to me. Okay. No, I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a very popular horror franchise that's been that that's been around for twenty years. So I will say I will say this right because coming in, you know, you know me. Like I have not had any interest in Saul, like from the outset. I was just like, that is not my thing. That is not it's your like, thing. Yeah, it's there's certain movies that I look up. You know, I read the synopsis or whatever. Maybe I see some some stills or like a a trailer or something i'm just like nah that's not my type of thing i'm just i'm not i don't like that so this like going in i was trying to have an open mind right where i was like well maybe you know i'm a different person than i was would you say the first one came out 20 years ago yep 2004 that's insane yeah i remember <laughs> why like i remember it was really hard to find it and i and i watched i watched a bootleg of it in my dad's basement, I, I somehow procured a bootleg of it. Man, 
that's a, that's how they want you to see Saul bootleg in your dad's basement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I made the right choice of never watching these things. Twenty years. I made it twenty years, and then it's been sullied. Yeah, I mean, it was it, I, it was kind of well, it was definitely my fault. I, I was the one that pushed for this one because this one, uh, this one was is probably well, it is the best, the highest reviewed Saw movie in the whole franchise. Uh, they all have very low scores on Rotten Tomatoes and other, you know, a- other review aggregates. Even the first one, even the 2004 one, it only has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but, but this one has a 79%. And so I, and, and looking at what the critics were saying on Rotten Tomatoes, coupled with what people were saying on Letterboxd, I thought, Hey, you know what? It might be cool to, to, to cover this. And I figured it was a good opportunity to bamboozle you into seeing one of these Saw movies. So, (laughs) So I take it you weren't you weren't into the Saw Ten, huh? Well, I gotta say, like at first, again, I went into this open mind, right? Which I got tested pretty early on because it's you know the Jigsaw guy or whatever. He has cancer. So this is like a cancer movie, like trying to humanize this guy, make us like you know it's like a drama. And I'm just like rolling my eyes, like give me a fucking break. Like I don't give a shit about this guy having cancer. <laughs> Like, he can go fuck himself. Well, Like, he could die right now. I wish his brain would explode. But that's not going to happen. That So, let me just pause you there. So, that that's like an ongoing thing with the, with the whole franchise, is that yeah. he knows he has cancer. Um, he's seeking treatment, and it gets very convoluted, like the whole cancer story. Oh, I'm sure. The, I'm the, sure. Um, the interesting thing about this one is that there is a 30 minute buildup to, yes. to where, you know, the real like traps start to happen of the game, I guess begins, which yeah. is really interesting because none of the other soul movies are even come close to attempting something like that. So yeah, I, I thought that right off the bat, okay, this one is, this one is definitely different than the others. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You're, <laughs> you're the Saw franchise. Like, come on. Like, it felt like Stay a... Stay in your lane. Yeah, it felt like a fucking lifetime, like, cancer drama. It's like, oh, he's got the brain cancer. I'm like, I don't fucking care. And then they do the first, like, quote-unquote trap, you know, like the dream trap, where yeah. he's, like, I guess, fantasizing about doing a thing, which, right off the bat, just turned a dial to five, like, through your fingers. Come on. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, straight. Just get it over with. the The pain will probably just knock you right out, and you'll be fine. That's what I was thinking. Like, so, uh, I guess maybe these are like minor spoilers for the the, the actual traps. I, I I feel like we it's impossible not to talk about this movie and not talk about the traps. Um, mm-hmm. the, so the first trap, this guy is is strapped to a chair. He has these tubes attached to his face on his, uh, on his eyes. And you, you find out that they're, they're like basically like vacuum cleaner, like shop vac tubes. And, um, he has these, like the, this contraption attached to his hand where with his other hand, he can turn a dial from zero to five and it breaks each of his fingers one by one. And he has to do it within, you know, by the time the, the time runs out or else the, the shop facts turn on and suck out his eyes. And like you said, my first instinct was just crank it to five because to me, it seems like the amount of, yeah, like the amount of pain I feel like is going to be the same for each finger. Right. So you just crank it to five, you do it all at once. You know, the pain isn't, isn't multiplied it's the same amount of pain just do it exactly because they're going to kind of like nullify each other and the other thing you're going for two possible outcomes i'm thinking right one is you're getting all that pain at once and it just knocks you out like you just pass out from it and then you get your fingers fixed and you're you what like a couple months back in business right like nothing ever happened two 
there's a lot of delicate wires and shit. If you just crank that bad boy, there's a good chance that you just fuck that contraction up. Could like, be. Just get jammed up. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was oh. a very, like, intricate machine, too. And, it, yeah, the, I think that there would definitely would be possibility of, uh, you know, a malfunction of some sort. Yeah. Which, and this is this is what I'll say. Because up until this point, you know, I'm rolling my eyes at this this movie. Because I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Finally get to a trap thing. And I got to say, the the way in which the the that whole sequence is shot and edited is just like one of the ugliest scenes in a long time. <laughs> just fucking visual garbage. It's um and I was like, oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. It's so it's sort of a, a trademark for the, the franchise, the way that it's shot where they do like the suit like kind of fast forward and then like yeah. spinning just... spinning around the trap and stuff. Like that's <laughs> that's very typical of the franchise. It's like what it reminded me of visually, like uh cinematically, like the cinematography. It's like it, it took its cue, like its main inspiration is the you wouldn't download a car yeah. PSA. Yeah, it's that. It's that style. It feels. It, just like, it feels very '90s to me for some mm-hmm. reason. Like or early. Or, I mean, I guess it makes sense that it'd be early 2000s because the, the first Saw movie came out in the early 2000s. But it, it def, yeah, it definitely feels extremely dated. Um, but they all, all, all the movies do it. It's it is definitely one of the the hallmarks of yeah. the franchise. I agree. It's it is very ugly, but at the same time. I embrace that. Like I, I like, I, I come to expect that. So yeah. I, I, I was okay with that. I guess it's, I guess it's different if you were already like a fan of the franchise. I, yeah. And I think that's the thing is that like in your situation from 2004, that bootleg in your dad's basement and anyone else that's a, a fan of soul, it's like a, a frog in hot water situation. Like you've just, you've, it's just been with you the entire time. But if you're someone like me coming in at the 10th installment, you're just like, what the fuck is this? It's 2023. Why does it look like shit? <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I was curious to, to hear someone come like someone coming into the franchise here with this, with this one. Uh, a lot, in a lot of ways, this one is sort of a back to basics. The, the, the the franchise over the years, you know, with with every sequel, you have to try to to, to outdo the previous one, right? And yeah. by Saul Nine, you know, it's like, what are, what are they going to do here? And yeah. like, as the series went on, it became progressively more convoluted and, and intricate, and like, you know, like the people the people were like, I mean, it wasn't like just single traps; it was like an entire house or like an entire warehouse full of traps that they have to get through multiple traps and stuff like that. Mm. And everything got like just way like overly complicated, like crazy Rube Goldberg machines all over the place. And like the, 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 the plot, the, 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 the overall narrative of the, the series got super complicated too, because you know, there'd be, like flashbacks and like all of a sudden like this person's working with jigsaw and like they would just kind of they would write themselves into corners and then have to sort of get them get themselves out of out of that by introducing some character who was like with with him from the very beginning but we just never saw that character you know so mm-hmm. there was there's some definitely create some creative writing going on with uh with regards to the narrative and with Saul 10 I think like they just they stripped a lot of that away um yeah they, they ever go to space no <laughs> uh-huh. there was a 3D one um that, that was the closest the closest one was the 3D one <laughs> uh truthfully like I didn't mind any of the Saul movies I thought that they were all fine I did not like uh Spiral which was the sort of spin-off one the one with mm. the chris rock one. Oh yeah 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 i did not like that one and jigsaw which was the 
last like kind of mainline one I thought was really bad. I thought that was pretty shitty. But Saw 10, I will say, uh, in my opinion, it is probably the second. It's it, it's the best of the sequels, I think. Um, it's okay. I, I think the original Saw is still better than this. Um, but I I actually enjoyed saw 10 for what it was i liked the kind of back to basics uh story here where you know after considering that synopsis basically gives away you know the the whole setup um after jigsaw discovers this this fraud that took place basically everybody involved he targets them so they're all involved in the traps and the traps i think in this one were were pretty interesting they weren't like super like in some of them, some of the sequels, the traps are so over the top and ridiculous. Um, this one is a little bit more grounded, but still pretty, pretty wild traps. The, the first one, um, the, the first one of the real traps with the, uh, the wire, uh, that one just made my, that made my skin crawl, man. With the the leg. Oh my god! Oh, uh, that one. I thought you were talking about the the pipe bomb one. Oh, the pipe bomb. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the pipe bomb one. Yeah, that one too. That one was. Yeah, there's certain things like the pipe bomb thing. Yeah, I, how, you know, how, I wake, wake up from that and see the pipe bombs and stuff, and just be like, "All right, we're just, I'm done." <laughs> just let it. I'm, in. Just, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna yeah, give up like, at this point. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't got. I'm not doing this. It is interesting, like, because, well, I guess most of the people who Jigsaw targets are, like, pretty, they're they're usually pretty yeah. awful people, you know, for, for one reason or another. They're usually pretty narcissistic, selfish, etc. And so I guess that's maybe one of the reasons it never happened, but I am kind of surprised that in all of Jigsaw's victims, there wasn't somebody who's just, like, looking at the challenge and be like, Nope, sorry. And then just like figuring out a way to immediately kill themselves. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Cause there's, there's, and I don't know what his, cause again, this is the only one that I've seen. So I'm not sure like what his, his thinking, like obviously he has an extraordinary amount of time for someone with brain cancer. Like he has so much time to create these elaborate things. Yeah. He's always thinking but, it up, man. But I mean, just just the logistics of it alone, like the the whole pipe bomb thing, that had to take the better part of an entire day, probably two days. Yeah, well, like, you mean you see you see him, you see him working in his little book, writing up schematics and stuff, like that. True, they they, they do re- they do say he is an engineer, and so like that's kind of his his background, so he knows how to build contraptions and stuff, yeah. and. Like now, yeah, he. De- I mean, he dedicates his life to it. You know, like this is yeah. this is his full time well, job. Well, that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Is it seems like some people get, and I guess it's kind of based on like how bad they are as a person. Because some of the traps, I'm like, yeah, I'd give that a shot. But then, like the like the pipe bomb one, I'm like, no, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> I'd probably just go straight for my jugular, just get it over with. Like, <laughs> sucker, you gave me two knives. Yeah, I'm out. I'm not doing a pipe bomb thing. And then there's the other one with the, like the, the, uh, the rope saw type thing, the giggly saw or whatever. I'm not doing that. That one was just going to sit and wait and it's going to be a clean cut. I'll be over. It's done. Not not only. Well, well, first of all, I, I somewhat agree with you, but the thing is like, it didn't move fast. You know, it'd be one thing if like up time runs out and then the blade, you know, just, oh, you know, cut your head off. Yeah. But it, it was pretty slow. <laughs> like that, that blade was yeah. moving through her neck pretty slow. But also, Which is fine though, because you know it's going to be over at some point and then you're never going to feel it again because you're in the ether now. The worst part would be like it's stopping like halfway through and now you have like damaged vocal cords or something. That yeah. would be worst case scenario. The, the, the thing that made that one, like, first of all, just the, the, the you know, it, it's, it reminded me of, uh, you know, audition with the sawing of yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. foot. God, God damn. Like the, where it wasn't like the, 
towards the bottom of her leg. I mean, it was the thigh. You know, it was the meat. It was the meat. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but she had to suck the marrow out of her bones afterwards. So it wasn't just cutting her own. Because that, that was the whole thing in the, the first Saw movie. That's why the movie's called Saw, because the person had to, Carrie Elway's character had to saw his foot off. And yeah. it's like, okay, this, th- this unfortunate woman, not only does she have to saw her entire leg off yeah. at the thigh, but then she has to jam a contraption in to suck the marrow out of her bones. No, thanks. One of the things that always happens in these, in these movies with the, with, uh, with the, the traps is that every, almost every single one of them will try to do whatever is needed, but not do it in time. And then you get to mm-hmm. see, so it's like the best of both worlds where you see them torturing themselves. And then you also see the aftermath. It happens to almost every single person in every single movie. Yeah, I think and that's what I'm saying is I think I would wake up, I would do that mental calculus and just be like, yeah, it's not worth it. Not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it in time. So you had the, well, yeah, I mean, especially like you, you, yeah, you would just try to quickly figure it out. Like it's a pretty short, you know, time that you, that you have to work on something like that. Like like he he doesn't give you a lot of time. Like it's doable. Like he makes sure that all the traps you, you can, you can technically survive, but, uh, but I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Uh, what's her name? Shawnee Smith. Is that her name? Uh, Shawnee Smith's character. She's from the original saw the, you know, the bear trap, the famous, like the reverse bear trap that, that was her character. So like she just decided to link up. She's like, yeah, let me help you do stuff. Yeah. So basically she, she survives her, her game and then like becomes his sort of disciple. So because he, he knows he's dying and everything. He enlists someone to carry on his, uh, his work. And also there's, uh, uh, he's talking to a, a police detective multiple times in the movie and you don't, see that person but that's another person from uh the the franchise who you think is someone going after jigsaw but turns out he's working with him the whole time mm, craziness <clears throat> yeah lots of twists and turns with these movies that's i mean that's kind of the th- one of the things i usually like about them is that there's always a giant twist at the end of each one of them i liked the twist in this one even though I mean, things. This one was pretty risky for Jigsaw to to, to make sure that things ended up the way they did. Uh, mm-hmm. He took a lot of risks with this one, but I still liked the the twist. I thought it was pretty fun because up up until that point, I was like, man, he's like he's like rough around the edges with this one. Like normally, it's like way cleaner, and he like considers all outcomes and stuff. And I feel like he's he's a little sloppier with this one but nah all part of the plan no i will say because i think we're going a little bit long on this i don't want to write because i honestly i didn't like this i hated it one of the worst movies ever watched in my life (laughs) i just absolutely hate it i was there was at a certain point it became a comedy when he was doing the the blood boarding i don't know about you but that was that seemed like 15 minutes long it was just like nonstop him gurgling. Yeah, and it I was, was just like they're just gonna keep going forever. Like this is just forever. It, it felt like they were just like literally torturing Tobin Bell in real life at that point. <laughs> like, is this the rest of the movie from here on out? And it's just I don't know the sound effect of him like choking and gurgling and stuff. Like I just started, I I fucking lost it after like minute two. All right, uh, so let's go. 17. Let's just, let's just get your score. What are you gonna give Saw Ten? Zero, zero. That's insane. Come on, <laughs> you've seen much worse. We've reviewed much worse movies. Yeah, on this show, I guess. Okay, one. Okay, that's one. That's better. Uh, I'm giving it like a six. I had a, I had a good time with it. I thought it was probably one of the best uh, Saw movies. So yeah, I had a good. I. I 
was entertaining. None of none of the Saw movies are particularly like well acted or anything like that. So I, I had very tempered, uh, grounded expectations going into it. So yeah, I didn't think like any of the acting was bad or anything. I just thought like uh, yeah, visually actually, it looked yeah. like garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. Uh didn't look great. All right, let's move on and uh talk about some of what we've been watching. I saw probably the worst movie. This is way worse than Saw 10. And I bet if you watched it, which I implore you not to, you would agree. And that's Expendables 4. Oh boy. This yeah. this Why? so this is like this is the only non-horror movie I'm going to e- even mention this this week, but I had to because it's so bad. This is directed by Scott Waugh. Waugh looks like he did Act of Valor and Need for Speed, which I, I didn't see either of those, but I mean, they, they both look like kind of garbage too. Uh, this movie is absolutely atrocious. I didn't mind the first two Expendables movies. I really didn't like the third one. Uh, and this one is like not even on the same spectrum as those other ones. It is It is so cheap looking. This movie looks like it was all done on a green screen. Like they were in a sound stage and everything was just green screen. It's, it looks so awful. Like everything is CG, everything like things yeah. that don't need to be CG or CG. I'm not, I'm not talking about like action scenes or explosions or anything like that. I'm saying like backgrounds, uh, like yeah. sets, like different objects, cars, like everything is CG. <laughs> and, and like it's it's so it's so atrocious the action is pretty generic like there's a couple scenes that are that are fun but the fact that that they look so goddamn fake it completely negates any kind of like thrilling moments uh that you, that you might have uh jason statham is probably the only thing that's like halfway decent in this movie everybody else's performance is pretty pretty piss poor I, oh i will say that uh randy couture he he's given a lot more to do in this one and he's pretty good in it i will say which is kind of surprising uh eco uice is in it he plays the bad guy uh wish he yeah. played wish he played the good guy but even he doesn't really have much to do um 50 cents in it he's he's not horrible uh megan fox is horrible in it uh dolph lundgren is pretty bad uh stallone is not good (laughs) it's it is uh a absolute train wreck this needs to be the last of these movies it's it is garbage absolute garbage Mm. Mm. yeah and how do you pronounce that would you say expend four bulls uh Expend fourables, yeah. Expend fourables, or no, what? yeah. B- d- expend fourables, yeah. <laughs> just, just throw four in there somewhere. Why not? <laughs> the fuck, fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Boogeyman from Rob Rob Savage. Boogeyman uh, from okay. this year, the yeah. Stephen King. This, yeah, this is on Hulu. Hulu mildly. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was mildly excited for this, you know, a new uh, Stephen King adaptation that, judging by the trailer, it didn't look that bad. It actually looks somewhat promising. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's not that bad. It's meh. Like, it's it's fine. Uh, the only thing that really kind of hurt it for me is this is based on a Stephen King short story, I think, from like the 70s. And it's really, really, really familiar to the TV series The Outsider, which I just happened to watch this year. Like, I just finished it, like, a couple months ago, right? Like, the same kind of mechanics and everything, except The Outsider is, like, a more developed, like, there's more complexity to it. Like, the the boogeyman character, like, has a, like, a deeper history a richer history and like backstory and like everything about it is just far more complex where here it just feels like this was like the the first draft of the outsider like this was a stephen king idea in the 70s that he revisited with the outsider and just made it 
exponentially better. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally the whole time, I'm just like, yeah, I just watch The Outsider. Yeah. The Outsider's better. I love The Outsider. Yeah, this, this is, is, it's fine. Yeah, I uh, I didn't talk about this on the on the show, but I, I saw this also, and I, I I'm kind of there with you. I just th- I thought it was mad. I didn't think it was that bad, but nothing. Yeah, like nothing. I didn't I didn't hate. Yeah, I didn't hate it or anything. It's just it just seemed like it just wasn't interesting enough story wise. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. That's the boogeyman from uh, from earlier this year. It's available on Hulu. I saw one uh, that's pretty pretty damn good, and that's called Mute Witness from 1995. This is directed by Anthony Waller. This is about a um, a woman who is a she's like a makeup artist for for uh, a film production that's happening over in Russia, and she is um, she's mute. She can't talk. She can see. She can hear, but she just can't talk. And one night while uh, after they, they wrapped shooting, she goes back to get like some stuff or whatever that she left at the on set. And she discovers uh, some of the crew are using the set to make a snuff film. And she they, they end up seeing her. And so it's basically like a cat and mouse game where it turns out that like the these guys were hired by this like really powerful kind of russian sorry like not even russian i think it was like a like a just like a, a mob it, it played by alec guinness it was, he's like a mob guy played by alec mm. guinness um the movie's awesome it's like it's very tense it's it's grimy it's gritty um it is uh, violent uh and disturbing at times but there's also this like really strange humor in it where like it it never lets itself get like too cumbersome as far as like how bleak it is like there's always some sort of comic relief that occurs uh and so it's a it's a very smart script i i was kind of surprised with with this one um, but I definitely recommend checking it out. Again, it's called Mute Witness. Awesome. I've never heard of this movie. This is one that like I always saw the cover for, uh, but I never like saw the movie, so, the, so I finally did it. Well, congrats. Thank you. I watched Practical Magic. <laughs> nice. Also on Hulu. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't... I'm familiar with this. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this movie. Uh, my wife wanted to watch it. And I was kind of excited, you know, going through, you know, you do the opening credits. You got Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. It's a 90s movie, Stocker Channing. Uh, Marco Martindale's in there. And I'm like, okay, this is, this could be fun, right? But then the, the thing happened, like, right at the end of that, where it's, like, directed by Griffin Dunn. And I'm just like, What? <laughs> Griffin Dunn directed this? <laughs> yep. The like, Griffin Dunn. Like that, and I looked it up immediately because I was like, surely it's not the Griffin Dunn. Can't be. But no, it is. 100%. And this movie is not in a good way an extremely, extremely 90s movie. Like, it is just nothing but 90s needle drops that do not work. You know, it just seemed like they're trying to capitalize on what was, you know, relatively uh, famous or whatever, you know, that yeah, people were into yeah. at the time, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, uh, I mean, overall it was, it wasn't terrible, but man, it was, it was kind of sappy, kind of, it was a bit much, bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, my life. I think Ken pitched this one to me a few times or maybe, maybe just once. For say by the nineties, I seem to remember talking about it. Or maybe he just told me he saw it or something. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never saw this, but I'm not interested either. It is kind of wild because they like they just straight up kill a dude. Oh, nice. And then they're like, "Oh, well, fuck, we can't, we can't kill this dude. We got to bring him back to life." So they bring him back to life, and immediately he's trying to kill Nicole Kidman again. And they're like, "Well, fuck, we got to kill him again." So they kill him. 
And then Aiden Quinn shows up because he's like, hey, I'm looking for this criminal. And then he finds out what's going on. And he's just like, yeah, um, like, let's just keep this between you and me. And I'll just act like I never saw all this stuff. And then it comes back and they live happily ever after. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, that's practical magic. <laughs> uh, I saw Dark Harvest. This is directed by David Slade. This is one we talked about, uh, yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago when, when this was hitting VOD. And I said that that uh, didn't look great. Uh, I was wrong. This movie's awesome. Uh, I really? d- did not expect anything from this one. Um, and it it is it's kind of bonkers like the, it it almost feels like uh, a Stephen King in a way uh, it takes place in the early 60s I think it's like 1962 or no 63 I'm sorry um, and it's it takes place in this like little little town this kind of you know rural rural town where every year there's this um, uh, this ritual that, that the whole town takes place there or participates in where there's this uh, basically like a monster that gets resurrected. His name's Sawtooth Jack. And Jack. all of the senior boys have to go out and kill him. And if they don't kill him, then mm-hmm. like their town is uh, plunged into like darkness and their crops won't survive and stuff like that. No boy. So the uh the 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 main character here, his his brother, his older brother won the previous year. So he's looking to to win this year and get out of the town. Because if you win, the they give you a bunch of money, they give you a car, and then you can like leave town. And so he he's like sick of this like town. Everybody everybody in this town's like just a, an asshole. And he wants to get out. So he, he sets out to kill Sawtooth Jack, but there's some, there's some dark secrets that are happening in this town. A lot of dark secrets that get uncovered. Um, you know, it's kind of a cross between pumpkin head and, um, the purge where like all the kids wear like these crazy masks and stuff. And they're like running around with weapons but of course, Sawtooth Jack, man, when this creature comes out, it fucks these kids up hardcore. I mean, it's like ripping tops of skulls off, just eviscerating these kids. I mean, it is nuts. Um, the effects work is incredible. I love like the creature design is really good. Uh, the the gore effects and stuff are are very over the top, but uh, like they didn't overuse CG or anything like that. So there's a lot of makeup effects and stuff, a lot of practical effects. It's awesome. Like I was really surprised with this movie and it's, you know, it's a, it's a Halloween movie. It takes place on Halloween. So it's, it definitely has that vibe as well. So I definitely recommend checking out dark harvest. I was very surprised. Wow. Who would have thought? Not me. Incredible. I was surprised by I Drink Your Blood from 1970. Okay. Now, I was not surprised that I enjoyed this movie. I went into it being like, man, a B movie from the 70s. Like, of course I'm going to love this shit. It was on 2B. It's going to be so much fun. But I was actually surprised that, like, this is far more than what I was expecting. A, cinematography is actually pretty fucking nice it is a bit clunky but it's 1970 give me a break it's far more like deranged and gory than i was expecting it to be you know what i mean with it being kind of early mm-hmm. it's like uh yeah they're not gonna commit to that they're not gonna get away with so so and some of this shit but man oh they cut some stuff off and there's there's a decent amount of blood because the the great thing about this is okay so the premise isn't that bad to start you got satanic hippies right they break down they're in a small town there's only like 40 people left in this town and these guys just decide to like just be fucking general assholes right and just be a pain in the ass to everybody that's still left in this town well the one kid 
he gets pissed off because they they make his grandfather look like a like look like an idiot, look like a fool. So he's like, I'll show you fuckers. Right? He kills a dog that has rabies. Sucks up all that rabies blood. Puts it in meat pies. <laughs> the satanic hippies gotta eat. So he's like, hey, we have a sale on meat pies, guys. You get like six for like 50 cents or some shit. So they're like, hell yeah. They eat all the meat pies. Now they have rabies. So it's satanic hippies that have rabies. And just all hell breaks loose. And it's fucking insane. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And the way that this movie ends is just icing on the cake. Because it ends perfectly. It's abrupt. It's ridiculous. And over the top. And then it's just like, ah, rabies is fucked up. Roll credits. <laughs> uh, I, um, I wrote a review for this way back in the day. Uh, when I was doing uh, my my Grindhouse Weekly segment on the website, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I got to go back and read that because this. Oh, well, no, I don't think you need to. <laughs> it's probably horrible. He wrote it in fucking... July of 2013. I fucking loved this movie. I was so surprised. Like I knew I was gonna have fun with it. You know what I mean? But I wasn't expecting like, oh shit, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember liking this a lot, too. Uh, what's her name? Lynn Lowry was in it. I think it was, this was like her her uh, first. I think this was her debut. A big fan of Lynn Lowry. Plays the mute. Cool. I, that's I drink your blood. Uh, I saw the cameras thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen cameras. Saw oh, all, all three of these bad boys. Uh, 15 cameras is the the newest one that came out uh, this uh, last weekend. Uh, interestingly, it, as we talked about, directed by Danny Madden, who was probably mm-hmm. one of the first guests we had on this show like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking to him about his, his uh, film Euphonia. Yeah. Well, he he's uh he's been working pretty steadily and now he's he's got 15 cameras um so i am i was familiar with this this series but i i never saw any of them so i decided to to give him a look and uh they're okay they're all pretty so i'd say the first one is probably the best one um the second one was pretty much the same as the first only worse so i can't really recommend the second one and then the third one uh is maybe a little bit better than the second one so i wasn't it's not a series that i'm super like excited about or anything uh unfortunately so so like the 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 bad guy the main the main bad guy in this series uh is they call him i think he's called like the slum lord or something uh, super creepy. I mean, holy crap. He's like the creepiest dude ever. Um, he's so gross and e- like just evil. Um, and unfortunately, the, the actor who played him, um, Neville uh, Archambault, passed away before this movie. So so it's a new new actor playing the slumlord. Excuse me, Gerald in um in the new one and uh I, I don't know i guess they so if you're not familiar with this with this uh movie it's uh basically this guy who owns uh, a bunch of apartment buildings and he hides tons of cameras in them and he watches he watches people uh you know be like a creep basically and in the in the first film he ends up kidnapping uh the the main character and she she's pregnant and she has a baby while in captivity and he raises the son as his own and it's pretty dark the fir- the first one the second one gets into more like online streaming stuff where like he's he's still got his like little cameras but he starts to like stream the stuff online and then the the final one 15 cameras uh, it's about this couple who buy one of his houses and like 
they know about him and she like the the wife is like this true crime nut and the guy ends up finding the husband end up, ends up finding a secret room that like uh law enforcement the police and stuff didn't know about and a whole bunch more cameras and then he starts to like watch the cameras but then it turns out i, I don't need to get into it more um it's an okay series i I think it's it's very creepy just because like if you're someone who travels a lot goes to like and stays in like airbnbs and stuff like you can't not think about this happening to you you know yeah so overall i think it's like a little bit of a meh thing interestingly uh um jim cummings is in 13 cameras and he's he has a little cameo in 15 cameras as well oh wow yeah, he plays he plays like the best friend in 13 cameras. And then in 15 cameras he's like being interviewed. So it's kind of an I didn't expect to see him involved in this. Let's see what we have in theaters this week. Starting with uh let's see. Uh, okay, on the 27th we have Inspector Sun, which I, it's like an animated, an animated one. Doesn't look very good mm-hmm. to me, but whatever. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I think that that's also going to be. I feel like that's also going to be on Peacock or something. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think it's going to be playing on Peacock also. And I I see what you're saying now. I remember what was the Nicolas Cage movie that we watched. It was like Wally's. Yeah, it was like Wally's Wonderland. Yeah, same thing. Like Wally's Wonderland was clearly a, a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. They they just they got to it first. They got to the idea first. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. Like I'll I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll watch it. I'm not going to go to the theater, but yeah. I'll, I'll watch it at home just to just to see and like i reserve the right to turn it off you know it's gonna be on peacock so if it's really bad i'll just turn, i'll just turn that shit off turn that shit off and get on with your life yeah but it's just it's 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 wild to me and brazen that like wally's wonderland it's just like i'm just gonna steal that story yeah yeah it's just Tweak like it just a little bit the smallest bit the smallest bit if yeah. i remember correctly when we talked about it i was like i can't believe that they didn't get sued because it's, yeah. it's so similar but yeah, whatever. Um, the killer is also going to be coming out in limited release. That's the David Fincher one. That's going to be oh, on Netflix on, I think it's like November 10th or something like that. I think it's coming out on your birthday. Oh shit. Birthday present. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for, for theaters. VOD. <laughs> uh, we have starting with the 24th. We're looking at my friend Tommy. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really know anything about that. We got Caddy Hack, which what? looks like a, a horror comedy. Shut up. Yeah, it looks. Uh, I mean, judging from the poster, it looks pretty rough. We got Saturn Bowling. Okay. Uh, yep. And then on the twenty seventh, we have Suitable Flesh. I'm interested in that one. We got Tripped Up, uh, Bautica, Queen of War, and it looks like that's about it for VOD. As I mentioned, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be on Peacock, and then AMC Plus, I think, is got the new Hell House LLC movie, Hell House LLC Origins, The Carmichael Manor. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's going to be dropping on AMC Plus. And oh, then, boy. And what do we have on Netflix? Netflix has The After coming out on the 25th. And then on the 27th, there's Sister Death. We got Pain Hustlers and Yellow Door, 90s Lo-Fi Film Club. That'll, that's, that'll be on Netflix. Uh, I think that's, I think that covers it for VOD. Right. So, you know, there's a, there's a number of, uh, 
interesting sounding horror titles in there. I'll, I'll definitely be checking out Suitable Flesh. I just, I remember, I think that that screened it at Fantastic Fest, or maybe it was Fantasia, one of those. And I remember reading about it and thinking that it looked interesting. So that uh, the new Exorcist movie comes out on VOD as well. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that one. Uh, no, no. I'd rather not. I mean, I'll probably watch <laughs> it, but yeah, I don't wanna. I just don't want to. It's I heard not great things, but yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see, I guess. Um, Blu-ray this week got the others coming out in 4K. That's the one from 2001. I, I did not like that movie at all. Uh, Red Dragon from 2002. Cujo from 1983. Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, looks like the Toxic Avenger is coming out with a with a box set. Got uh, all all of the Toxic Avenger movies. One through four. No, that's it. Yeah, there's, there's only, only four. Yeah, there's only four of them. The last Good. one. The last one came out in two thousand. Yeah. And then, of course, that's coming out because of the new one that's that's coming out. I think this year at some point. The teaser of that dropped, and I got to say, I'm pretty excited. I am pretty excited for the new Toxic Avenger. I'm sure you are. I mean, Macon Blair, like the the mm-hmm. cat, the cast is pretty wild. Like Peter Dinklage and Elijah Wood. I can't remember who else is in it, but I remember some other kind of crazy names. It looks it looks like it's gonna be pretty wild. Uh, Godzilla from 1998 is coming out. I've been meaning to rewatch that because I have a feeling that if I watch it now, I, I just bet that movie is just so ridiculous and over the top oh yeah let's see what else we have here the devil doll from 1936 the devil doll the devil doll yeah the devil doll oh god look that up that's a Todd Brownie movie huh 1936 oh I was wondering if that's on Criterion not on there hmm Mm. Uh, we have Fascination coming out from 1979. Decision to Leave. Uh, we got Meg to the Trench. No, huh? Yep. That's on HBO, or sorry, that's on Max. Uh, I haven't watched it. I don't plan on watching it. I actually didn't like the first Meg, and I heard that this one is like ten times worse. So, speaking of Jason Statham. You know he has a movie coming out called The Beekeeper, <laughs> and he, and it's like an action movie, and he plays a beekeeper, what? and it's like a real movie. What? Yep. Uh, sure. Why not? Um. This. Lichen Colony from two thousand six. Dead Girl from two thousand eight. Man, that movie. Have you seen Dead Girl? No. It's a very disturbing 